I'm excited to rip these guys a new one. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> not really. No, do it. Do it. No, we have to start. All... That's that's the introduction to this podcast okay. right there. Yeah. Let's make a music. Let's get free of the funk that we're in. Make some noise out of tweet suggestions. Assembling songs and crafting music that's divine. Welcome to Let's Make a Music, the podcast that pulls back the curtain on the songwriting process. I'm Laura Catherine Gilbert. I'm Brian David Gilbert. I'm Karen Hahn. And I'm the Simon Cowell of this podcast, I would say, right now, because I have to start with an announcement. I, obviously, we love and su- all of you who listen to this podcast, and we appreciate your support so much. But however, this week's prompt really bringing a point home for me about how many people are actually doing the homework of uh, responding to the prompt correctly. All you have to do, you are already on an internet browser. Just go to Google and type into the little bar, define and blank word that we've said. Because a lot of people this week, I feel like, didn't know what formidable meant. You know, that's okay. Uh, Karen's really bringing the the motherly, I unconditionally love you, but I'm very disappointed in you sort of energy for the beginning of the podcast this week. Um, yeah, we did have quite quite a range. I, I appreciated the range. I appreciate the range, but they have to be able to tie to the mm-hmm. prompt. Okay. You know? Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. Spe- speaking of formidable, um, I just want to bring up, Karen and I have been playing Resident Evil 7 recently. So scary. It's very scary. When I say, when oh, I say we're playing it, I am playing it, and Karen is sitting next to me comforting me whenever I jump, <laughs> because I'm very easily jump scared. And the thing about, so that's that's a very formidable game to me, because mm-hmm. I play it and I think, I don't want to be playing this game. I really am not enjoying this. Why am I still going through it? Mm-hmm. But then I, I still force my way through it. And I think it's funny because I love to make horror. I love to make horror mm-hmm. things. And I think what I've figured it out is that the most formidable thing to me is when they don't tell you or, or when you don't know when the jump scares are going to be. I mm. am a big wimp when it comes to <laughs> horror media. I love to, again, make the jump scares because it means that I know when they're going to happen. Yes. But I yes. hate I hate when someone does it to, to experience me. experience mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It reminds me sort of of that game that was available for a limited period of time many years ago that our older brother bought or was given where it is like everybody holds a controller and you watch a light in the center that's controlled to the controller and the light mm-hmm. is red, 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 red. And then at mm. a, after a certain un, like undetermined period of time within a range, it turns green and whoever is the last person to press the button gets an electric shock in their hand. No. And this is a terrible, terrible game. Is that, that allowed? It's exactly, Karen. Is it, it was allowed? A and why shock. did we have it? We killed and why so did we many play of it our so neighbors. much? No. But it was very scary. And I hated to it play terrifying. it. I only played it one time. Fool me once. Shame on everyone. Me and the mm-hmm. and but I didn't mm-hmm. play it ever again. Um yeah. but I think Brian, you played it because you said yes to everything that Pat asked you to yeah. do. But it is the similar thing where, like, I know a bad thing will happen and I don't know when. And even in that game, you have a chance to avoid the bad thing. But it is too. It's too. It wasn't like it. It wasn't the worst electric shock in the world. Obviously, it's still not like a nice thing to experience. Yes. No, no, no. It's it's not. not. It's not good. And 
I mean, we, we also had distant, distant cousins, so I don't feel bad dunking on them in this podcast, uh, mm -hmm. that we met at like a very large family reunion of people that I have never seen since. Um, and there was, it was like in the middle of Colorado, right? And, yeah, some uh, kind of ranch situation. It was a ranch situation and like a nearby place had cattle and they had like an electric fence there. And yes. these two people, let's call them Houston and Austin because that was their Why names. Why don't we? Um, yes. <laughs> and they were like, hey, y'all, we gotta go touch the fence. And we're like, yes. no, no, thank you. And they're like, no, it's fine. It's gonna be okay. And then sure enough, we just, for the entire week that we were there, we would just like look out the window and they'd be out there touching the fence, touching the fence. getting shocked, yeah. having a fun That's time. That's insane. Your cousins it's are insane. idiots. It, well, yes, not they, first cousins. Many, many mm -hmm. distant. I would like to dis mm -hmm. put some distance between, but yes, truly. Like we'd, we'd be like, where are Houston and Austin? Out there yeah. holding on the holding on to the fence. <laughs> That's what yeah. they were. Some of our first cousins would also do that, but but that's <laughs> that's beside the point, right? Yes. I. How did we end up here? We we were talking about shocks, but to go back to your point, yes, the the jump scare is. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have a great tolerance for. Yeah, I, I have a tweet that I want to bring up because I like don't understand it at all, but okay. it does for me conjure up a formidable mental image, okay. which I think is the direction that I always think of formidable in. It's less like scary and more like just impressive. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, yes. And the tweet is from Heinz Harold Friends and Stan account at Time Bomb Man, and it is Mr. 1981 and the Monolith Man. I Googled mm. it before this podcast to make sure that it wasn't like a, a pre-existing thing, and it's not. Oh, Mr. wow. Can you read it again? Can you read it again, Karen? Just because Mr. It is a... 1981 and the Monolith Man. Wow. Oh my God. D like, doesn't that sound like yes. cool? That's it's very incredibly specific. imposing. Yeah. Yes, it totally is. It you're right. It's impressive in a way I can't quite picture. Mm-hmm. It's cosmic. Like there's in a definitely way. like some like Astro Boy style, like comic. Yeah, that right. This is a part of. Yes. Yeah, it's it's yes. either it's so. Th this also kind of reminds me of uh, to, as our you know weekly need to mention they might be giants on this podcast. <laughs> um, the Triangle Man. Um, <laughs> that song uh, mm -hmm. of Particle Man, like that. Oh. It, it there's a lot of it that doesn't make sense to me and is just kind of like but you get the vibe of it and mm -hmm. this tweet i kind of get the vibe of it yes, but i have totally, no i don't totally. 100 get it yet. i envision like a bodybuilder mr 1981 totally. okay yes versus huge. a yeah. large rock man yeah that's what i see okay yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good i'm yeah i'm on that train with you there <laughs> That's yeah. none of my other tweets are related to this, obviously, because yes. that's such Extremely far specific. field tweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I believe I have the opposite tweet of Karen's in terms of vibe because mine is incredibly non-specific and we also know exactly to which it refer to what it refers. So it's yeah. from at Beadholm Miriam, and the tweet is just circus, which <laughs> made me laugh because <laughs> I was like, at first I was like, what? And then I was like, oh my God, yeah. Because I'm one of those, I am one of the people who the circus is too much for me. Oh. And it's so much, three rings? We don't need all that. <laughs> Something yeah. dangerous happening in each one. I, I, it's, I just that, feel that it's, that's I don't a, know. That's an intentional, yeah, that, it is formidable to your attention span. As a person who can't focus on one thing for very long, and, and, and like the yeah. single time that our family went to a like sort of Barnum and Bailey style circus event, I 
had a bad time because I was yeah. I was so focused on making sure I saw all of it that I never uh -huh. really like focused on anything that was cool that was happening. So someone yeah. would be on a tightrope, but I'd be like, no, I have to see. Maybe the clown will do something impressive yeah. right now, but mm -hmm. maybe that clown's just having a smoke break and it's not a part of the act. So I can't yeah. like 100% sh be sure what's going yeah. on right now. Yeah, I will say I also for this tweet in particular really or for this prompt in particular really enjoyed the tweet answers that are as concise as possible, which is generally mm. true, but formidable, mm -hmm. but for formidable in particular, just because it yes, mm -hmm. you need to be able to convey that formidable vibe. So yeah. totally. So totally. two words is great for me. Mm -hmm. um, I was looking at the other tweets that I had pulled up and with the exception of one, the max number of words in the tweets that I pulled up is six. Nice. Uh, so it's yeah. two to six words yeah. total. Nice. <laughs> That's all I want to see okay. for this. Can I speak one that is a little bit, a few more words? Uh, yeah, speak and it. it's not necessarily a song prompt, but it is something I want to have all of us air here on the podcast. It comes from okay. at Bob Dylan, B-A-W-B. Can we talk about how terrifying and unnecessarily ripped kangaroos are? Yeah, and can we? true. <laughs> can we yeah. talk about that? For I like, didn't know they could look yeah. like that. I think everyone, yes. if you're on the internet, you definitely know what picture we're talking about right now when mm -hmm. we say buff kangaroo. Yeah. But yeah. like, I didn't know that they could get that buff until very recently. <laughs> yes. Frighteningly it's recently. wild. I mean, yes, they're so powerful. Just big old, just powerful legs. Mm -hmm. But when they are also, if you've ever seen a video of a kangaroo and it's not hopping, it's doing its version of walking. What it does is it's, and this is maybe not formidable, but it's just fascinating. So it, it puts its weight on its little small front arms, which can be very big. And then it uses its tail sort of like a kickstand mm -hmm. to elevate its bum into the air. So it's two big back beefy quads sort of dangle. And then it moves those feet closer to the front leg. And then those feet take the weight, the front legs move oh, together oh. forward. It's amazing. It uses all five of its appendages with such efficiency. It Dang. makes me wish I had a big tail powerful that I could, a big, powerful tail. I think that kangaroos are up there with like, I don't know, horses where I think more people should be afraid of them, where yeah. I think there's like an amount of animals out there that people are already super afraid of, uh, like sharks and lions, right? Like mm -hmm, things, sure. people are scared of them. But so I would say that people don't need to be as afraid of sharks as they should be as afraid of kangaroos, right? <laughs> I think well, that- I was gonna, What I was gonna say is, Laura, you were in Australia recently, which everyone yeah. knows is where kangaroos come from. Mm -hmm. It is, yes. And I was able to peep a kangaroo, uh, not in the wild. We went to an injured, like there's this really cool sanctuary that is where they bring like injured kangaroos because they, they are everywhere. They're like deer. So when they get hit by cars- Well, if they were fully healthy, you'd be in danger. So it's well, better exactly. to- Exactly. Yeah. So they, they it's a sanctuary where they rehabilitate injured kangaroos primarily, but other also also other injured animals. And so that was mm -hmm. where I really got to see these boys in their prime and they are magnificent <laughs> and they also have very sweet faces. Oh. Mm -hmm. They just look like dogs. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Anyway. That's nice. That's oh, good. Um, at least they got sweet face, even though when you like face. pan down a little bit really and you see unpleasantly... they're shredded. Just yes. like, it's not even, because it's not even like bulky, like a hippopotamus, which mm -hmm. is big and Im impressive. It's like a kangaroo looks like they've been cutting for the past six months after like a big bulk session. And so mm -hmm. they're, they're like both like they are vascular and mm -hmm. frightening. Yes. Yes. It's too humanoid, I think, is the yeah. ultimate problem. I think you're right because a horse is full of muscles, but not in the same human way that 
a kangaroo is full of muscles. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I have another uh, creature related tweet from Sith Maestro, which is four words. The ants will rise. I saw it too and I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> they have, ants are formidable. And if they will, if they want, everyone is worried about robots uprising, but ants have the biomass, right? Yeah. Like ants yeah. outweigh humans' biomass a lot to, I don't know the ratios because they're I'm, super strong. They're super so strong. strong. They Stronger can, so than strong. buff kangaroo? Maybe. Probably. Relatively, probably. Right. right exactly. Like if you scale it. Yeah. If we're if we're doing animal tweets, I'll say this one also because I think we we're really digging into something. But it's from yeah. at cold word underscore nine hundred abs like a crabs. I did That's, see this one. That, yeah. And anyway, so I'm adding that to uh, animal. It's fair because the ab, the crab abs are like predefined. Yeah. They have yes. A shell. They have kind of like kind of like three hundred Spartans, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they where it's <laughs> built into their sort of airbrushed on a little bit. Mm-hmm. We should be clear. We don't mean the three hundred. Uh, Spartans at Thermopylae. We mean no. the Spartans who are in 300, the movie Correct. depiction yes. of the 300 Spartans. A movie I've never watched, but have seen the trailer of a lot of times. So <laughs> You really, I think, I mean, the idea gets across pretty quickly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's a good movie, though. Yes. Or, I mean, it's pretty seminal in terms of, like, affecting everything that comes after it for action mm. movies. That's true. That's true. I have two related tweets. Okay. These are the only two tweets that I have that tie together this time. One is from Tegan at Tiny and Cheerful, and the other is from Martin Wolf at Wolf and the Wires. The first tweet is, moms are mad about that mess. <laughs> and the second tweet is, giant dad. Yeah, <laughs> loved both of these, Karen. Loved both of them. Oh. This, is a, this is a real, like, Rugrats scenario yeah. where yeah. <laughs> freaking Chucky Finster believes their, like, dad is, like, 18 feet tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is formidable. That is giant extreme. dad could be Mister Nineteen Eighty One. That's Mr. what I was just thinking. Giant dad, yeah. Mm-hmm. And That's the monolith so mom, the momolith, oh, perhaps. The momolith, but that implies that they are fighting, possibly. Oh, oh yeah, that's, that's true. true. Well, maybe she yeah. comes to save him. That's either They've one. Oh yeah, to defeat the monolith man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that could work. Anyway, that's, <laughs> that's yeah. All. No, that I mean, like, I think that's a. It was a good, it was really good that I think, again, Karen brought the mom energy of, uh, I love you unconditionally, oh, yes. but I'm disappointed at the beginning <laughs> yeah. because that is a, because let's be mm. honest, parents can be formidable when you're, yeah. when you're growing yeah. up, there's nothing quite as formidable as a parent oh, just being like, true. it doesn't even matter like what it is specifically, but like, I'm trying to think about a, a moment when I was like, I definitely broke a thing once and then didn't say anything about it, even though I'd watched oh, a million wow. PSAs mm-hmm. at school saying that you need you to. I think to what I did is the classic move that I still to this day do, which is where I put it back together so that someone else bumps into it and thinks that oh. they broke it. Uh, and so, oh, so I, that's why everything in her house is breaking. <laughs> I was just exactly. going to say, Who could Karen have done gave this, a knowing Karen? look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I know. <laughs> now I know. It's the classic trick. Um, but I think that it's similar, it, uh, again, to even jump scares, right? It's like, I know something's going to happen. I know someone's going to push that over and they're going to probably be aware that it was not them that broke it mm-hmm. as heavily as I did. Um, mm. So it's, it's a formidable thing. Okay. Now I know, I've, I know we've talked a lot about a lot of really great ideas, um, but I would like to bring up one specific thing here. Uh, it comes from at Han underscore tame <clears throat> and it says, Serena Williams is at the Grammys and then in parentheses and she's going to win. And yeah, here's, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I do believe that if any athlete were to mm. show up at an entertainment based awards show and be like, I'm here to play tennis. 
and then absolutely <laughs> actually win. And then suddenly Serena Williams goes home with best album of the year, right? Yeah. Like, it's do you not? Th- so you assume that she would go to the Grammys to play tennis and not go there and, des- and just demand a Grammy or perform and one. then win a Grammy? Well, uh, that's a question. So as again, uh, as our resident movie knower, Karen, why don't the Oscars have a chance to potentially fight it out? Right? Because I think well, like, that is oh. what the voting process is. Well, that's uh, so uh, yes, and I, I approve of the voting process. But like, what if so? <laughs> Brian's so never going to be in the Academy. So like, Brian let's talk about approves of the voting process. But I, I but you this know, one the thing, voting you'd like to voting is important i get it i understand but but let's talk about green book winning all right and Mm. why didn't they have a chance to have the directors have to have a cage match or something well Mm. well then which directors are you going to put up there are you going to make all like five or six of them do it i mean potentially that's the only fair way i I feel like that's the only fair way right i mean that is what happens when they do the vote Cause, yep. Because then the prize isn't based on your movie being good. It's just based on you being strong. Oh, yeah. That's I guess true. That's and then you just have big, strong people making bad movies, yeah. but winning. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe Uwe like an appeal would process. have won more Oscars than anybody else in Hollywood <laughs> well, history. But, but, but you say that like it's a bad thing, potentially. <laughs> that could be interesting. <laughs> you know? I've, I, all I'm saying is that there potentially, in, in all other great competitions, there should be a, a, a potential appeal process. To, to I don't throw it over that's to an true. Athlete, right? <laughs> I don't believe that's true okay. of all other competitions. <laughs> well, we'll, uh, we'll consider it for the when when we make our own uh, <laughs> okay, awards <sure>. show. <laughs> well, I speaking of fights, I have one last tweet that I pulled, which okay. is from that John Lusk, which is rivals trying to annex your dojo. Hmm. Oh, which is a good like it's an, a sort of formidable, but I liked the like fight energy of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is good too. Totally. Also, also, because Netflix keeps serving me ads for Cobra Kai. Yes. <laughs> I have not watched it yet. No. The specific f- phrasing in there, annex mm-hmm, your dojo, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. also feels a little bureaucratic to me. It's very wartime It is very wartime, yeah. 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 I feel like we could get a, a solid blend of the things that we've spoken about today, right? Because I think I think what we've we've come across is that things that are formidable, there always there has to be a conflict, all right? Mm. But I I, I feel like we got to head back to Mr. 1981. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so compelling. It's really stuck in my craw, as I as, <laughs> as they say. Yeah. And it also, I feel like it has it 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 comes with its own. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just thinking this. I'd love to hear what your perspectives are about what you hear when you hear that, because I think mm. obviously when you say Mr. 1981, like in my brain, I'm feeling something like Cars, the song. You know what I'm talking about? The what? here in my car. I feel safest oh, of all. Like it's very, it's like '80s that wasn't even that popular. It was just like pushing the boundaries of synth to like being like <laughs> we're we have to be so robot now. But like I just I feel like it's like that new industrial sound that is just in my head when I hear Mr. 1981. I also sort of hear like sitcom commercial type thing where mm. like there's like a chorus of very very bland voices singing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where mm-hmm. like to repeat some of the phrases. Okay. Where there's like. And a slight like grainy crackle or whatever. That's what I. Yeah. Uh, very more kind of like seventies, eighties, especially in Asia, like ballad style. Okay. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I know I've mentioned it once. I think on this podcast before, but like the Devilman Crybaby theme song is again mm. a reference that I would pull for this. <laughs> <laughs> All good options. I think because the um this the tweet itself so evokes this 
very specific sort of feels like the great confrontation of sort of an action show. Immediately, I thought of like the kind of energy of the song that they play when the Power Rangers fight the mm-hmm. big bads, sort of, mm-hmm. which again, I think is not, I mean, I haven't seen, I haven't watched an episode of Power Rangers in a long time, but it just sort of like, uh, yeah, a little, a little oldy sound, not like, a, but like, well, that's about mm-hmm. all I have for you. I just, uh, uh, yeah, what I was thinking, like, based on like action plus old time TV show, I was also thinking the Queen song that they wrote for um, He-Man, Masters of the Universe, yeah. or Princes of the Universe, mm-hmm. you remember yeah. that song? Yes, I that, think I do actually. That vibe. <laughs> That's about as formidable as you can get. I think the the defining feature of all of those is at least one part where it's either some sort of baseline that just goes, and it has that solid like ramp up halfway through. I think there's so many good fight songs either start with that or include that throughout it. Okay. Okay. But the question is, are we gonna make Mister 1981 the dad, the big dad? In this, I think, yeah. Okay. I'm on board with that, yeah. He's either a dad or a dad figure where you're like, I wish he were my dad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I love that. it. I think that's solid. I think, uh, yeah. But do we do we need to figure out the conflict now or is that going to come in the songwriting process? I feel like for, like for these old shows, you don't even necessarily need a conflict. They just are fighting. <laughs> they just, <laughs> I was just going to say, I, yeah. <laughs> I miss that. There's a certain joy of being able to tune into a thing and it's like people are fighting. Do, do I need to know the backstory? Absolutely nope. not. Yeah. You can figure it out. The, this is the context. The context yeah. is that there's a fight going on. we know it is 
Then mom appears to help carry the weight When they're together, nothing can go I mean, now, like, I do want to see the Mr. 1981 TV show. It's the problem we keep having is that we write <laughs> such good songs that we need to see it filled out. I yeah. feel like this was is even the pat like it was a, a pattern even with like when we made Iridescent All Over was that I was like, I oh, want yeah. an even hotter Santa movie. I think <laughs> yeah. like once once I started to have to search through the Kurt Russell footage, I was like, I need it to be even hotter. I need it to be less <laughs> plot based mm-hmm, i needed yeah. to just be hot santa and this is the same thing with with mr 1981 right yeah this the song demands the other forms of media to fill it out yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah i agree with you but you know sometimes with podcasts the true work gets done by the fandom and then they just make great artwork for it and that it builds it out into being something bigger than we could ever possibly make ourselves right i mean we got a ton of incredible possum art so we know that's the true. talent is that's out true. there that's true Speaking of our beautiful fans, don't take my ragging on you at the episode, <laughs> at the beginning of the episode, too close to heart. But however, do feel encouraged to look up the word before you respond to the prompt on Twitter. If you like listening to the podcast, you can find us on Twitter at Let's Make a Music, where we will post about new episodes going up, as well as asking for prompts. We'll give you a word and you respond to that tweet with a song title of your choice that you think fits fits that prompt. <laughs> We'll all read them and we'll all really appreciate them, except for Karen, who will judge them first. That so is be correct. Careful. Be careful. And I mean, you guys, it's episode 10. We're on EP Ooh. number two. We are so excited. So by the time you hear this, the second EP, the second five songs that we've made together will be out and available for purchase at our Bandcamp, letsmakeamusic.bandcamp.com. If you can buy the album, you can buy the individual songs, the money supports us, and we are, we're so thrilled to put out music for you guys, and we are always delighted and just overwhelmed by the response we get. So EP number two is up. Go for it. <laughs> I think we have a good range of songs this time. Yeah. I think we've, we've really run the gamut here. Mm-hmm. which I'm happy about. Uh, and if you'd like to see our other content that we create, uh, you can check us out on other uh, spaces. You can see Lara on Instagram at LK Gilbert or on YouTube as well for Lara Catherine Gilbert. You can check out Karen at on Twitter at Karen Y. Han. Uh, you can see my stuff if you search up Brian David Gilbert on YouTube or Twitch or Patreon. Uh, you can find Jonah's music, official music over on the Altogether. You can check them out on pretty much any sort of platform that uh, plays music so uh, yeah please we'd love for you to enjoy our stuff in other forms that aren't just podcast cool 
<laughs> cool. <laughs> I mean, d d is there really anything else that we can s just, you know what? Actually, you just, just, just send us right into the, yeah. to, the to the end bit. I got nothing else to say. Right into the end bit. Just send us, as I always say, send us right into the end bit, Jonah. Here we go!